0: Marquis Sahaba, the voice of ahl Sunna wal Jamaa. <laughs> Nikaqd-e dukhe dil ka
1: marham. Nikaqd-e dukhe dil ka marham. Ye farma gaye hai Rasool-e Mokarram. Ye farma gaye hai Rasool-e ये शादी है बेशक मोहब्बत का ज़ीना یہ شادی ہے بے شک محبت کا زینہ باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم نکاہ قد مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم یہ فرما گئے
0: Seven minutes after eleven, South African time, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum It's a beautiful Wednesday morning on our program, The Bliss of Marriage My name is Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia. And of course, our beloved engineer, none other than Haji Suleyman Esop. We missed him yesterday, by the way. We missed you. We missed you yesterday. Uh, Apparently, we heard Haji Suleyman Esop went yesterday for, uh, he says, Malana, to the dentist. He needed to get his, oh, mashallah, he says, oh, whoa, he's looking, he's looking brand new now. (laughs) Yeah, he will be my engineer from now till 12ish, inshallah. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, I hope you guys are doing good. Uh, I hope you guys are in a good mood. And uh, I hope all our mommies and sisters and daddies and brothers and listeners, uh, you guys uh, are listening to the bliss of marriage. You are at home, maybe you're chilling, maybe you're sitting, maybe you're having a cup of tea, or maybe you're just sitting next to your beloved spouse and you're tuning in to listen to the bliss of marriage. Why not? You can do that. But if you are doing it, I want a message. Who's going to be my first listener? Quickly, before beloved Hazrat Malana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Hafizahullah. Before he he joins me. Quickly, on 084-786-3132. 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus to 784 786 3132 plus two seven eight, 4, 7, 8 6, 3, 1, 3, 2. Let's welcome our beloved wonderful listeners of uh, Sirius FM Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and Company And of course, let's welcome our beloved wonderful listeners of Merkaz Sahaba The voice of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'a we welcome. Oh yes. By the way, today is the sixth of Suffer 1445, which is also the twenty-third of August, twenty. Twenty-three. Let's welcome our beloved senior teacher, respected Honorable Fadilatul ustad Hazrat Malana Mufti Abdul Qader Hussein Hafizahullah. Ustad, it's a beautiful <coughs> uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, welcome to the blessed of marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad.
1: Wa <coughs> alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu fi kum arfaat jazakallahu khairan.
0: Somebody says, Ustad, is it haram? <coughs> Is it haram to force a lady to become Muslim just for the sake of nikah? Anonymous brother Ustada.
1: ar-Rahman (coughs) Rahmanir rahim Nahmaduhu, Anuswalli Allah Rasuli Al Kareem, Amma Bad, all praise due to Almighty Allah, the Sustainer, Narisher, and Cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah. This is a three part question. Number one Can you impose upon a non Muslim to become a Muslim? No, you can't do that. The Quran Sharif is very clear on that issue. Surah 2, Chapter 2, you know, we tell you AK-47 and then we tell you AK-255. So AK-255 is Ayat kursi and read the verse after that. Surah Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 256. La ikraha dīn. There is no compulsion in religion, so this is for non Muslims. You can't impose upon them that he or she must become a Muslim. So even if they become Muslim, they won't be practicing on it because they're not interested. You are forcing them into it, so that's not permissible. Second case, let's say hypothetically, you forced her into it and you made her a Muslim. Now you married her. After you die or whatever, she will leave Islam and become a Murtad and so forth. So all that you also will be to blame. You know that she was not there ready for that and you just imposed it. Third one is this, why are you imposing her? You must get married to a lady who is tayyiba, who is chaste and pure and a Muslimah, and so forth. So that is what Islam teaches. Not that you just look at this lady who is a non-Muslim, but because of her mal and her jamal, her wealth or her beauty, and, you know, maybe the color of her eyes or ears have dazzled you, impressed you. So all that is not permissible in Islam. (laughs)
0: Zero eight four seven eight six three one three two. A listener says, "Ustad, that uh, our children don't belong to us. However, can we turn down an international marriage, as we fear we will never see our daughter again?" Anonymous, Ustad.
1: So basically, it's a simple question that you are in South Africa and now you received a proposal from somebody in London or Dubai or India, Pakistan or wherever, some place thousands and thousands of kilos away. So remember, if you're not happy about it, then you must tell them and say, No, finish, end of the story. So you must remember that. But if you're happy about it and you get your daughter married and the boy is a belongs to a that the belief structure is right, the character is good, his income is halal, his meticulous, particular with salat, that is permissible, obviously. But if you are not happy with it, because nowadays there are so many problems, remember, when you get your daughter married overseas and so forth and so on, so you have all the right to say no, there is no problem on that.
0: Hmm. Ustaz, somebody wants to know that what's the procedure of giving talaq ul Ustad
1: so you must remember that talak will be normally three types number one you must remember talak must be the last 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 resort not the first option we must always try. Reconciliation is the best. Jorna Our aim must be to make the home and not to break the home. Now that couple are married three years, five years, 10, 20, 15 years, whatever. Now the children involved and so forth. Now you just want to go and break the home. So obviously that is not right. That is not what Islam teaches. Islam teaches us. You must remember that that we must try our level, level best. If husband, wife cannot come right, then bring in arbitrators, Quran says. وَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ شِقَاقَ بَيْنِهِمَا فَبْأَثُوا حَكَمًا مِّنْ أَهْلِهِ وَحَكَمًا مِّنْ أَهْلِهَا إِنْ يُرِيدَ إِصْلَاحِ يُوَفِّقِ اللَّهُ بَيْنَهُمَا So remember that if you fear that the marriage will break, then appoint an arbitrator from his side the husband's side and from her side and so that they have a meeting and that meeting Quran says and if both parties go into the meeting for negotiations with the intention to reconcile then Allah's help Allah's assistance will come and so forth so Surah 4 chapter 4 verse number 35 so Almighty Allah is teaching us orders to make the home and not break the home but all things everything was tried and yet that marriage is not working. And both parties now have come to the conclusion: is best we finish it up. Allah forbid. So then the husband should give one talak. Remember that, and when he should give it, fi in the time of cleanliness. Lam yujamiha fi that when he did not fulfil conjugal relationship with her. This is enshrined and mentioned in the Noble Quran, Surah 65, Surah to talak, verse number one. Ya and. nabi لَا النِّسَاءِ فَطَلِّقُواهُنَّ So that talaq is called talaq raji revocable divorce. So during the iddah the husband can take her back. And whether he takes her back, you must remember whether she's happy about it or not, but she'll have to come back. And then for future, he'll only have two talaqs left. So that is a talaq al So that is, you must remember, talaq raji talaq e is that when a husband and wife now the whole day they fighting, swearing, cursing one another. So you go to the Jamiat, you go to the Ulama, and so forth and so on. And then they see that you know they have a court case, a thorough interrogation and question. So they tell the husband, okay, you give one talaq e so talage in means irrevocable. He can't take back. the husband. So during the iddat or after the iddat unless a new nikah is performed. So what is the benefit of the wife that she is out of the clutches of the husband? What is the benefit for the husbands that if one day they decide to reconcile, there's a child, children involved, then they have to perform a new nikah. She don't have to get married to anybody else and so forth. So, so that is talaq-e-ba'in. So talaq-e-raji'i, revocable. You can take your wife back during the iddat period without tajdidun nikah, without making a new nikah. And when the iddat has expired and then you want to reconcile, so in a case like that, the new nikah is required and then he will still only have two talaks left. Similarly, talak-e ba'in, he'll have two talaks left, and but a new nikah must be performed in all cases during the Iddat and after the Iddat has expired. And Talaq al will be that where the husband issued three wahid At one time or over a period of time, one in 2010, one in 2015, one in 2020, like that. So that will be now, so the marriage now is finished. They can't reconcile, they can't remarry, nothing. And she, if she wants to, then she must get married to somebody else and it must not be a mock marriage and a shame marriage for one day and one hour and one week and so forth. So that nikah is not valid and she won't be halal for the first husband. Habibuna sallallahu cursed all parties involved. Hadith is sahih, authentic hadith. لَأَنَ اللَّهُ الْمُحَلِّلَ All may Allah's curse on both the husband. The first husband, the ex-husband. And the new husband, they made like an agreement and so forth that he will stay with his wife and for one hour, one day, one day, one week consummate the marriage, then divorce her and so forth. So remember they did all that so she won't be halal for the first husband. So that is the fatwa and we need to understand all these issues properly. Somebody
0: says, Ustad, that we are married in community of property, Ustad. We rent a house. So if I get divorced, does she still have to continue paying half my rent after we divorced? to start?
1: So remember, community or property has no say in Islam. That type of registration is totally haram. You go and make debts Day by the casino. You go and make debts Day by the escort agency. Then you expect your wife to pay totally haram. She goes and makes debts there at the supermarket or there at some fashion shop or whatever so she expects you to pay thousands of rent and all that without your permission. So obviously then Islamically, it's not your responsibility. So therefore this whole community of property is not permissible and will not be applicable to Muslims. Remember that. It is a kuffar way that this must remember. So what you must do if you have married a If you have registered like that, then you must go there to the court and so forth, or you go there to the home affairs, and then you divorce your wife or tell your wife to divorce you, and it will not have an impact on your nikah. Your nikah will still be valid and then you will have to do a re-registration, and the re-registration of your nikah will be ANC, nothing to do with the political party, ANC means anti-Neptual contract, what belongs to you belongs to you, what belongs to your wife belongs to your wife, and without the accrual system, and then you draw up a will, so you must remember, in a case like that your will will be valid. If you take what you are saying, community of property, so if you divorce her and all that, she can still claim half your wealth. You must remember this type of things. there. Yeah. So she will say that I'm your wife and I want half my wealth. and So, so all that is haram, so you must remember. So that is not permissible in Islam. Mm.
0: Somebody says, Ustaz, just out of interest, until what age is a Muslim divorced or widowed female make nikah in Islam? Like I mean an old person who started.
1: Yes, if they're 100 years old also, they want to get married, it's permissible. So you must remember that our Mawlana Qasim Sema was well in his 70s and mashallah he got married to a 27, 28 year old lady. She also passed away now. And after one, two years she gave birth also Qudsiyah, to the baby daughter. She must be about 18, 20 years old now. So you must remember Hazrat Allama bin Nuri mullah, was in his well in his 70s. He he got married also to a young lady when we were studying there in Karachi, and then his wife gave birth to Suleyman. you must remember. He's the principal now of the Madrasa Darulum day in Karachi. So in Islam there's no such thing. that There is a time limit. You must remember if you reach 80 or 90 or 100, you can't get married. You can get married, so whether you're male or female. But obviously, the same laws will apply. That means that that lady must not be in it that of, you know, somebody's uh, divorced or husband passed away. And she must not be a lady who's haram upon you. You can't marry your auntie or you can't marry your sister. You can't marry your foster mother, foster sister. So all these laws will apply. But in Islam, you must remember, there's no ceiling and limit and so forth. You read this age, then you disqualified and you can't marry. It. There's no such thing in Islam. <laughs>
0: Zero eight four seven eight six three one three two international overseas listeners plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two. Somebody wants to know, start. Is it permissible to work for an industry that deals with interest? To start,
1: not permissible. Remember that interest and in alcohol are two industries which islam has condemned a to z there's not one percent of it that is permissible if you just read the quran sharif surah two verses two seventy five to two seventy nine you will see how all my condemns riba interest sud viyaj what call it whatever you want to and one warning Almighty Allah gave, you won't find that anywhere in the Quran Sharif, only for interest. <coughs> it's a crime against humanity as far as Islam is concerned. Surah two, Surah Baqarah, verse two seventy nine. Fa illam ta'falu. If you don't abstain from interest, giving, taking, convincing the person, dealing with it, and so forth, fa wa be prepared for a war against Almighty Allah and Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi And you study all the Ahadith Kitabs, put all the compilations, the entire corpus of Hadith and Sunnah only one place you will find it. And that is qalan Nabiyu sallallahu alaihi sallam jalla wa ala that all mighty Allah jalla ala states, you must remember that is hadith Al-Qudsi. that man li waliya, whosoever has hatred, enmity for my special servants, my awliya ullah, my Waliyullah, faqad to bilharb, then indeed I, all mighty Allah, wage war against him you <laughs> the hadith in Bukhari Sharif you see today that how the Jutlas they treat the people then all may Allah wages war against them Sheikh Ahmad Yasin the founder of Hamas you must remember murdered by Ariel Sharon and his cronies now the time comes for death eight years Allah put him straight in Sakharat for Ariel Sharon the war criminal the butcher of Beirut so we must be clear on these issues here yeah. Allah Jalla wa Akilati be awasi. Somilali that and Abi Sallasum hadith and Muslim Sharif Al wal mu'ti Wa Shahid that the people remember who are Walkatib, the person who's giving, the person who's taking, the one who's a scribe, the lawyer, accountant involved in the actual deal and transaction, and the witnesses, Kulhum Sawa, all of them are equal in these vices and sin. So the entire industry is condemned. Then you take. You must remember alcohol. Inna Answabu It is Napak, It is impure. It is the handiwork of Satan, Lucifer. Alcohol and You must abstain from it. La tuflihun so that you are successful. And all these drugs and all that people today take for entertainment and fun and all that experiment, all falls in the same category go open ibn Majah. nabi alayhi salatu salam said 10 people are cursed regarding alcohol the person who buys it the person who sells it the person who transports it the person to whom it is transported the person who manufactures it the whole industry is is condemned in islam but you see today's world you have the capitalistic world and the legalized interest the more interest you take the more interesting person you are so South Africa is hosting the BRIC summit. What is the whole BRICS summit about? Mm. Who can make more money in minimum time? So that's uh, nothing to do for the poor people. It's all how the rich can get richer and the elite can become greater. So that is, the, that is the, the result of capitalism. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer, and you have cartels and monopoly. So that's how it works. Secularism, same thing, take you away from deen take you away from almighty Allah take you away from Mustafa sallallahu from Islam and religion and so forth al-khamru mm. ma yuhamirul al that it impairs and damages your thinking capability and your thought process and so forth so therefore Islam came and abolished all these things completely and said totally haram but you go to every Muslim country maybe one two you can exclude you go to Arab Ar- Of country interest is flourishing and alcohol is flowing, and all this goes on. So, that is what's happening in today's world. Only Almighty Allah have mercy and protect us from all these vices.
0: A a, a sister wants to know my husband gave me three talaks on the 29th of July. uh, I asked two molanas on the validity of the talak, and I was told because I'm breastfeeding, it's not valid. Can you please confirm this for me, Ustad?
1: These Mulanas who told you all that, they are fatwa. If they really said that, it's not worth the paper on which it's written or what they said. Three talaq at one time is three, whether you're breastfeeding or whether you're pregnant or whether in whichever condition you are. And that is the fatwa of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu. That's the fatwa of, in Bukhari Sharif, the hadith of Nabi alayhi salam, that three talaq is three. Then Sayyidina Umar's fatwa and ijma and consensus of Sahaba and all four schools you must remember that three talaq is three so you will now go to internet and look for loophole and all that you're living in sin, and whenever you go back to your husband you must remember both of you are cursed and if you have children after that that child will be a harami child and an illegitimate child so you must be <coughs> clear sister your marriage is history and you must carry on with the geography now if you gave you talaq now now in july so it means now we are in august now so you must be in your iddat. Mm. your iddat will be three menses and remember that the hanafis Hanbalis, or three periods of cleanliness and that is the verdict of the shafi'is and malikis mm. you must tell me who these maulanas are. Mm. who told them we'll mm. name them and shame them remember that mm. Sister
0: wants to know, how do I tell my husband because we are living normal? and uh, these two Molanas are his very very two best friends so how do I tell him it's over
1: so you must just walk out and go to your parents place you're living in sin you must remember every moment Allah's curse is upon you so therefore the two Molanas you must remember they're mufatias they are your husband is a rich guy he gives them some money he gives them some favors and all that so they bend the rules so they're not scholars they're scholars for dollars you must believe in the unseen but they say you jabe how you can believe in the pocket and so forth. So all you're living in sin sister, every minute you are there together remember Allah's curse is on both of you. Ustada,
0: providing a separate house, is it a right of the woman? What amount of space would suffice? Can a lady make a condition that she will accept the marriage proposal only if given a separate house and the boy is not well off? Can the boy refuse this Ustada?
1: Almighty Allah teaches us in Surah 4, Surah Nisa, chapter 4, verse 19, 1 9, 19. The Quran Sharif is the final and last constitution for humanity and posterity. So the Qur'an Sharif uses the word ma'aruf. Ma'aruf comes from the word urf. So remember that what is the norm in that town, in that place, in that city, in that country, and so forth. Then (coughs) you must take into consideration the financials of your husband as well. In this day and this age, when I said this initially five ten years ago, many people were upset. But today, majority of them will agree with me. So you must remember when gal ache. You know what is gal ache? So somebody proposes for your daughter, your niece, your sister, your granddaughter, and so forth. So there are several questions you should be asking: What is your age and where? Which ulama you know? Where you read salat and so forth and so on? And what is your income and all? So with that, you have to ask that if we give our daughter and sister to you, then where will you be living? So the best is you must live separately. Islamically, that is your right as a wife. You must remember that. So it's not necessary you must go live with the mother-in-law and sister-in-law and daughter-in-law and all these things there. Because you know, you women, if mother-in-law, daughter-in-law start fighting, then they never, ever forget. Then May-May too will continue for years and years and years. So therefore, Islamically, it is your right. And if he can't afford a house, so it's fine. So he must rent a house, rent a flat, rent an outbuilding or whatever, and he must make it clear to you, this is what I can afford. And if then you are still happy, then you say yes. If you're not happy, you say no. So that is what Islam, so Islamically, it is the duty of the husband to provide roti, kapra, makan. So he has to provide the shelter, separate house. Remember that. Separate kitchen, separate bathroom, separate bedroom. Room, all that so like a bachelor flat that's minimum and then you must remember he must provide the food he must provide the clothing all these things there in Islam the woman the day she's born baby girl from that day onwards right till her nikah at the age of 18 20 22 25 the responsibilities on the father and the day she gets married till from that day till her death all the responsibilities on the husband so the wife The daughter is receiving, receiving all the time, and she don't have to spend, you must remember. So that's why in Islam we said, Inheritance for the male will be two and double, and for the female will be one. In most cases, not all cases, because some places is equal. But remember, this is the rationale of that. The man has much more financial obligations and responsibilities.
0: Mm. I see there's a sister says, student of deen, I'm a hafiza, I'm a teacher, I'm a muallima, Ustad. And I want to know, is it the job of the wife to cook and clean? I'm not going to cook for my husband, Ustad. I can give you hadiths of Hazrat Ghadija and Bibi Aisha, Ustad. anha.
1: If you're a jahila, then what must we do, sister? You're fooling yourself, you know, <laughs> that me, I'm a teacher, I'm a mu'allima, I'm a hafiza. I'm the... So what are you going to do there in your house? I'm asking you, what you going to do? <laughs> you're going to watch movies the whole day. You're going to study the whole day. You forgot when your husband commands you to do something that is permissible, then you have to do it. <laughs> you got married to A, B, C, X, Y, Z, is your husband. He told you, you must cook. So then, what are you going to say? So is wajib compulsory upon you to cook then? So you must remember, sister, that's why I told you all for you ladies to call yourself Alima and mu'allima and all those big big titles is not permissible because your people's brains is a little bit mixed up also. And Nabi alayhi salam said that din. In most cases you must remember that the woman's understanding is much less than the men and so forth. Whether these westerners accept or not, we're not interested. <laughs> so he's a perfect example of that. So <coughs> Uh, how she introduced herself me I'm a hafiza. me mm. I'm a teacher me I'm a muallima me I'm this. but me I won't cook for my husband and uh, so what you will do Sit on your laurels and think of hadith the whole time mm. so you jahil absolute jahila you are ignorant person you are in your mind you might think you are very great so you must remember your husband will give you a kick the first day and tell you get out from here so that be, of your so-called intelligence when your husband one commands you to do something Islamically is compulsory upon you to do it as long as it is not something that is munkar and haram to do. Mm. Is that not the law in Islam? So all May mm-hmm. Allah states Walirjali na Daraja. Go open the Quran, Sharif. So the husband will have a degree over the wife. He has to spend on the wife, and he has the daraja of imarat. He will be the amir. Islam believes you must remember that the husband, the father, will be the captain of the house. Today's world they say no, there's no such thing. Therefore, you see all the chaos and all these things. Hmm.
0: Ustad, uh, that agent that came yesterday, he wants to know if uh, Ustad has Hazrat Mulana Mufti Razaullah email address, they say they're trying to get hold of him but uh, we're phoning him, no answer Ustad.
1: So you must remember go there to Dalum Zakaria I don't want to get involved in this, you can go whoever you want to, I told you all so you can go to whoever you want to and get a written fatwa and then you can talk let me repeat again I'm repeating again for any Muslim lady whether she's in Africa in Europe, in America or wherever For you to go for Umrah alone, you're not—you married or not married, you're not going with your husband, you're not going with your father, brother, son, or whatever, absolutely haram it is. Instead of getting reward and thawab, you become mal'oon, you become cursed by Almighty Allah and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And I... (coughs) I told you yesterday and I'm telling you again today. So you must remember that that you go to any Sheikh, Mufti, Maulana and ask them, is it permissible? And if they say yes, then tell them, they must, you want the written fatwa and then see. So you must remember those kind of things there. So it's absolutely, you're just looking for loopholes and all these things here. So you know what's happening? Mm-hmm. Because the ladies, they don't trust you all, the agents, because they know your agents are just to make money what else are you going to do you got nothing to do with sharia and we telling them what is sharia so they say bay we made a booking, so we cancelling now and therefore you're getting so mad because some ladies are contacting me and telling me we cancel our booking i said alhamdulillah you must cancel your booking what you want to go do alone there in makkah medina and all this and come back cursed and so forth so absolutely haram it is
0: allahu <laughs> akbar listen to this one understand?" It says, I'm a sister, Muftisab, listening to you right now, get pulled out from my Umrah trip, and we got our refund after you passed the verdict. Now they're bad-mouthing you and making us bad. I'm from Mayfair West. I don't want to give my name. And even some Molanas who start are bad-mouthing you. Who start.
1: We don't <laughs> worry about that, my <laughs> sister. <laughs> people are bad-mouthing to use your word now. Almighty Allah, all these people who are committing Kufr and Shirk, what they are doing. So you must remember Allah gave them everything and yet they go worship idols, yet they go worship somebody else, something else. So what they are doing? So you must remember. People bed mounting Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam till today. So you must remember that. So what, what, cartoons, films, and all that they do, and all these things. This kuffar, shias, they swearing, cursing the greatest people of this ummah. Sayna Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Usman, Hazrat Aisha, radiallahu anha, and all of them. Therefore, we say the kuffar. This is one of the many reasons. So we are very happy. Any Molvi, any agent, any person swears me, curse me. I say, Alhamdulillah. We're standing for the truth. So therefore, if we stand for the truth and you swear me, I get happy. Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, he was a genius. He was there in Iraq. Somebody told him, you see those two people, that side there. So they come making a lot of ribat against you. And they bad-mouthing you. And they're speaking ill about you. And so Imam Abu was a very rich person, you know. And he used to pass fatwas and verdicts, so sometimes people don't like it. So Imam of made a nice present and gave it to them and told that person, go give those two people this present. So in there, he wrote a note there and said, please continue making all the ghibat against me. Mm. Tomorrow on day of justice, your hasanat will come to me, meaning your good deeds will come to me and my seyyat will go to you. My sins will go to you. So that's what we say. You swear me, I'm very happy about it. As long as I'm speaking the truth, you must remember this type of things. We don't get worried and intimidated. We don't lose sleep over these things. I told you, hundred times I told you this, bring any Salafi and tell him we want to discuss MBS, whether he's Muslim or whether he's kafir or whether he's murtad. <laughs> we say he's murtad. We say bring anyone from Jusa or from MJC or from Darul Ihsan or from wherever, Uqsa or whoever you want to. Tell them I will give them lifetime. They must sit on their radio. We don't want them to come and pollute our station here. <laughs> we will discuss closing of the masjid, how they did and went to court. We will discuss the marriage law and so forth and what they did by joining the lesbians. We will discuss about Shias a Kufar or not Kufar. We will discuss interfaith, yes or no. It's an open challenge. Any one of them, they can give hundred of them I also. Know that. The open challenge I gave them not once how many times I want so you must remember so when you speak the truth it's an injection of their posterior you must remember that that's another one we'll discuss is vaccine because they told the people must take a rooster and a booster so you must remember so we're going to push their brains for them you see so that is that, that, is that. you must not warrior very good my sister you cancelled and you got full refund excellent all of you must cancel Allah. It's, a, it's a haram for you all to go
0: Somebody uh, says it, Takbir Allahu Akbar Well <laughs> Let's go for an interval Somebody says Lovely answer Ustad. We go for an interval When we come back We will continue inshallah With the bliss of marriage Stay tuned Marcus Sahaba The voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Marcus Sahaba The voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal When it's uh, 11.44, South African time on this beautiful Wednesday morning, uh, Ustad, a lady keeps on texting my husband and she's desperate for money. What can
1: I pray to keep her away? Anonymous Ustad... But why your husband don't just block her? I mean, simple solution. So if a person is becoming a menace and really troubling, and maybe she got a hidden agenda and so forth, so your husband, you can also just block her. You must take your husband's phone and just block her and so forth. Whenever people are becoming mischief makers, troublemakers in your personal life or your marital life or in your business life or whatever, read these three verses of the Noble Quran and everything will get sorted out. Surah 20 Daid, verse 30. Surah 20 Daid, Surah Ad kabut the spider, verse 30. Rabbin surni al qawm bil wufsideed. Oh, Almighty Allah, you assess me against the mischief makers and troublemakers. Number two, Surah 40, verse 44. Wa ufawwidu amri ilallah, <laughs> inna allaha basirun bil ibad Ya Allah I hand over my matters and affairs to you, Ya Allah. Verily Almighty Allah is all observing over the servants. In the very next verse, all Almighty Allah states Surah forty four zero verse forty five For Wako. Allah will protect that person from the plotting, planning, and of those who are scheming. You see, they plotting this way, that way. Third one, Surah 3, verse 173, read, Allah is sufficient for me, and Almighty Allah is the best one to take care of our matters and affairs. So read that, and with that you can read Surah 22, verse 78, the last, last line, and Almighty Allah is the best of protector and the best of helper. And you yourself now the worry, sorry, anxiety. So read La ilaha illa anta subhanak inni Kuntu min al Today is Wednesday. Maybe your husband comes home for lunch or oh, he doesn't come. But tell him after Zor Salat, read two rakat salat extra. And you also read. And both of you read. Robbana Ablana Min Azwajina Ayun. Ya Allah grant us our spouses and grant us our children that are the, the coolness of the eyes. And read Ya do Ya Wadud. Ya Allah, you are the creator of love, Ya Allah. So bring about that bond and bring us closer and nearer. Marriage is not only the bodies must meet, the hearts must meet. When the hearts meet, this unity of Lord, then you both go through all the turbulence, <clears throat> all the potholes, all the waves, and all the vicissitudes and ups and downs of life? And if people are troubling, troubling, just read Ya Mundakimu, Ya Mundakimu. No Mundakimu is one of the attributes of Allah. Ya Allah, you take the retribution. You sort that person out. Sooner or later, you will see how disgraced that person will be. So all this we have in the Quran, Sharia. <laughs> If and in the sunnah Mubarakah I see overseas
0: listener says
1: is it okay for me to send a voice
0: message for Mufti typing is about too time consuming won't be too long start."
1: So you must remember, I received 101 voice messages, 101 send emails and whatever. So I got no problem. But if you want to give long, long stories, then I will just cut it short and I'll tell you I don't have time. So it must be, remember the story, K-I-S-S, keep it short and sweet and so forth. And if it's mother-in-law, daughter-in-law, marital problems, then just go to your local ulama and jambiyats and all of them because we don't pass word regarding that normally because we have to give both parties a chance to speak. You know how you ladies exaggerate and the husbands also how they lie. You see on air how I catch them out. <laughs> Yesterday that guy said he needs my permission to give that woman talak. I mm. uh, asked him for what she did, why she went away. He said, no, he had condoms in his pocket or whatever. <laughs> so I told him, you're the condom man or your are corn man, you see. So like that people are. They're not honest today, you must remember. Listen to this
0: one, Ustad. My wife left me because she found out that I'm about to marry my third wife. Does she have this right Islamically? I'm recording you, Ustad. Islamically, he says.
1: So, are you, first of all, you say you want to get married to your third wife. Is it permissible for you to get married to your third wife? Leave your wife's story out first. Is it permissible for you to get married to your third wife? The way I understand your question, It's two ways, because you're not very clear. You already got two wives, and now you want to marry a third wife. So, now my question to you is this: that Quran Sharif states that, for in Surah 4, Chapter 4, Surah Nisa, verse 3, for in Allah for wahida. If you fear you can't do justice when you get married to two, three, four wives, then you must just keep one wife. That is what Allah is saying in the Quran. <laughs> you be honest, I don't know you, brother. I don't know your wife. Wife or wives and all. That. So, so now the question arises: that can you do justice? I'm asking you. So I'm telling you already: you can't do justice. You must remember that. If you could do justice, you say your wife found out. Look at your words. Hmm. Listen to your words. So meaning you didn't even have the guts to go and tell your wife that I am going to get married and this will be the arrangement and so forth. You wanted to do a spare wheel business. You see, spare wheel is you will get married in secret. She won't know. And then you will go meet her in the hotel or go meet her here and do some bang wham thank you mem business and hit-and-run business. And then you will do so what justice are you practicing on, my brother? So for you to get married like that is not permissible. If you mean that you had a first wife, you divorced her or she passed away, the current wife is your second wife, and now you want to divorce her or keep her, Allah alone knows. Now you want to get married to third wife. So obviously she got the right to object and so forth and so on. So you, my brother, it's not permissible for you to go and make secret nikah and you're not practicing on no justice. And all that. So, what you expect the wife to do? I'm asking you. If somebody did that to your daughter or sister, what you will say? Mm. So, think properly, brother. Don't fool yourself.
0: Mm. <laughs> uh, Honourable Muftisab, I'm his first wife. Uh, he doesn't have time to see me. He's such a liar, Muftisab. He only comes to Durban just to sleep with me. Tell him to speak the truth.
1: Allah, who's got... see now <laughs> you see, t- t- see I just told you all just now Allah. that how the husbands they lie, I don't say in all cases but in most cases and how the wives will exaggerate also so therefore, it's not two sides to the story, it's three sides to the story, so this this is his story <laughs> right, so now we have to add some masala and spice and all that to it to make it seem nice like you see, so this Mota, his one wife is in Johannesburg, right? So now he stays here and then. Now his second wife or whatever, or the first wife is in Durban, Durban she said. Yeah. yeah. First wife is in Durban by the coast. You see. So he goes there every second, third week and all that does his thing and come back. Right. And his second wife is here in Johannesburg. You see. So he likes different provinces. You see. That's what I mean. We're going to spice it up a little bit. So now the second wife. Now he found a third wife. He said, let me go to Kapstadt and I'm going to find one nice Malay lady. You you see? So he likes to go to the different provinces and this time and then he says, me, I can look... I am asking you, you can't look after your first wife. So now you got second wife and now you're taking third wife and all these things here. Yeah? So I told you from the start, you, you can't get married, brother. See how you're lying and your wife caught you out of sight. She's listening attentively. <laughs> and then she now. So now she's blowing off sight, you see. It's not permissible, brother. You'll play with the Dean of it's Islam definitely. and look for every loophole. And you don't treat your wife as a wife. You treat your wife as a spare wheel. Today, one lady or brother, I don't know, that, you know, they send me a nice message. They say, Mufti, you must tell them that marriage is not spare wheel business, it is the driving wheel, the steering wheel so you must have direction in life, you can't be using your wife as a spare wheel you know, just go there once in a month go yeah, hit and run and come back it's the steering wheel both of you have to play together and then inshallah you steer it on the right path so that is what advice I'll give you my brother
0: <laughs> <laughs> somebody says my wife is a new Can I go on holiday without her? Ustad?
1: So when since when she became a nuisance, you see I have to use your word. So now your wife became a nuisance. But when she became a nuisance, the day you married her or after you got three children from her or after she lost her shape and she she's no more so slim and trim and so forth you used her she made yours she gave birth to your children and everything now you look at the TV you look at the slim and trim ones and all that in their bikinis and what and what now you look at your wife you say hey this one is a real nuisance when you look at all the haram that impresses you when you look at the halal then you feel disappointed Quran addresses this issue Surah 5 and verse number 100 the pure and the impure can never be equal even though the abundance of impurity and morality impresses you, you're so impressed with the prostitutes, you're so impressed with the street ladies, you're so impressed with the khabisa, with the immoral lady, and so forth. Fattakullah, fear Almighty Allah, Albab, O people of intelligence, so that you are successful. So remember, brother, Life is very short. Tomorrow death will come. What answer we will give to Almighty Allah? Allah gave you an amanat. Look at what your wife did, you Mr. Nuisance. I'm calling you Mr. Nuisance. See the sacrifice your wife made. She left her place of her birth. She left her parents. She left her siblings. She left everything she was accustomed to. She went away 200, 500,000 kilometers uh, from where she was mm. to spend the mm. remainder of her life with you. Is that not a big sacrifice she made?
0: Subhanallah.
1: I'm asking you. So I take my example. My wife came from Durban and then she's with me. With Allah's help, Allah's mercy. So must we not appreciate that? Therefore, Allah Ta'ala says, Surah 4, verse 19, 1-9, 19, Last night in Tafsir, yeah, you know, in Jami Masjid, I have different topics, I just choose anyone. I spoke on this verse here because I received too many complaints. So I said, I'm asking you all this, how many of us are treating our wives properly, like how we want our son-in-law to treat our daughter? For our daughter, we want the best dharmat, the best jamai, the best son-in-law. But when we look at our interaction with our wives, then it leaves a lot to be desired in most cases. Think properly about that. And look at the sacrifices she made. Now she gave birth to two, three, four children of yours. Now suddenly she's a nuisance. She asked for money. She's a nuisance. She asked for money for the children. She's a nuisance. And now you say, no, me, I'll buzz off on holiday and I'll go alone. You sit quietly there and the money you're supposed to spend on the holiday you give to your wife then you are a good Muslim husband <laughs> remember Wednesday after Zohar make special dua for us and the <laughs> Ummah at large Barakallahu feek Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh
0: Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa
1: Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Empowering the Ummah
0: <laughs>